Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you. Wherever you happen to be right now, I'm Mike Voris, and you're listening to the Results Matter Podcast, presented by Business Resources One. Today, BR1's VP of Talent Acquisition, Heather Woodruff, is back to discuss why businesses might want to take a serious look at charitable giving this holiday season and every season. We know that charitable giving is good for the community, but how does it affect your company's culture? Let's explore. Business Resources One invites you to learn more about how we help business leaders gain an unfair competitive advantage by requesting a free, no-obligation discovery call. We help business leaders with talent acquisition, training, coaching, and consulting. But we're not a staffing company, and we're not an internet solution. We're people doing business with people. If you're interested in learning more about what makes us different, please consider scheduling a free, no-obligation discovery call. We'll put all the information to connect with us in the show notes. Now, let's talk with Heather about charitable culture and community. Heather, how are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you doing? I'm amazing. This is a, uh, a very fun topic we've got to talk about. Heather, mm-hmm. uh, Heather had a great idea for um, our team at Business Resources One that I think kind of sparked this conversation. Maybe you could start, Heather, by telling folks what you came up with and what the, what the team at BR1 is doing this holiday season. Sure, yeah. So we are super excited. Um, We actually just launched within the last like 10 minutes. Mike doesn't even realize this because he probably hasn't seen it yet. Um, But we just launched online our fundraiser to raise funds for Toys for Tots this year. So the BR1 team is looking to raise as much as we can. And BR1 has decided to match our donations up to $1,000, which is very exciting. So um, once we finish raising those, if that's something uh, you guys are interested in, you're welcome to jump aboard and help us out. We would love for you to do that. We'll give you some details at the end of the podcast about how you can. But what we really love about it is we're going to have the opportunity as a team to go out and do some shopping for all of those toys and we get to go drop them off. And it's all the you know warm and fuzzies we get to, to have during the holiday season and, and give back to our community, which um, is just very exciting to everybody, to myself, to my entire team. We just, we can't wait. So we, um, are looking forward to be able to give back to such a great charity. That is super cool, which I know got Heather and I thinking, um, always trying to turn, turn everything into a business lesson and a way to help folks who are listening to the podcast and, um, our clients and followers at business resources one how corporate donations help the community um, and also how, how that could affect, you know, the culture of a company and that kind of thing. So that's, that's what we want to dig into and see if we can provide some takeaways for everyone today. Um, From, from a corporate or a business perspective, Heather, why is, why is doing stuff like this important beyond just, you know, giving back to the community? Right. Yeah. I mean, we, that's the obvious one, and, and it, it's the most important part, but what we want to talk and focus in a little bit today, because we know you guys as business leaders often are trying to figure out if you have the time or um, 
the bandwidth to be able to do charitable giving. And um, one of the things that I want to really focus in and on, like Mike said, is it affects your culture, but it also really it affects the ability to attract really good employees to your, your company and to retain those those employees. So corporate donations, um, we've found, and, and a lot of the research I've done on it, uh, shows that it enhances performance, enhances engagement. Um, your employees will identify more strongly with the company's overall vision. It provides some employees with opportunities to learn to lead um, other types of teams, better teamwork, more mentorship opportunities, uh, and so on. And so there's just an unending amount of reasons to do that. Uh, but my favorite, of course, is it increases staff recruitment and retention. So um, because that's very near and dear to my heart, that's that's one of the things I hone in on right away is that um, we can often find better talent um, and we can keep that talent on our team longer uh, when this is a part of our company culture. Is that because they want to be part of a company that gives back to the community and does does worthwhile things um, outside of just their normal course of business that you know that's what they want to be part of as a team like that is it because of that or is it because um, maybe the the company provides an avenue for people to give back and they can make a bigger a bigger difference being part of something than going about it themselves or what's the what's the why I mean what what draws candidates to companies like that you think yeah, so I think it's multiple things. When we're talking about culture, um, giving back feels good, <laughs> first and foremost. So um, people like to do things that make them feel good. It creates another avenue of uh, belonging and um, acceptance. That's another avenue that it helps channel um, your employees into because it's another way to bring them together in a in a community effort towards a common goal. Um, and it it is supported that you know about 66% of um, candidates that are out in the field are actually looking for companies that participate and that are philanthropic um, and give back to their communities. And so it is something that um, job seekers are desiring from their companies. And I do think it's because they can make a larger impact through their companies. I also think it sometimes you know, we as human beings, it's so great when there's a group of people doing something because it helps split up um, maybe the the administrative tasks of doing it as well. You can participate in it, but maybe you didn't have to plan the entire thing. You can um, do multiple things throughout the year instead of having to do the research on your own for one or two items. And, and at a lot of companies, they're really good at gaining insight from their employees to find out what kinds of charities are important to them and figure out which one of those charities maybe align with their brand. And that way they can also support some causes um, of charity or some charities that uh, are important to their employees uh, and give them the opportunity to make a bigger difference. Because I could, you know, an, uh, an employee could go out into the community and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. And I would encourage people to help out however they can, whether it be at work or in, in your personal personal time. But I could, you know, I could go out and I could volunteer somewhere. Or I could maybe give give money to a cause or something like that, and that's all great. And and we should absolutely do that if if we if we can afford the time and money. I think that's very worthwhile. But when you get a group of people together, um, 
it just magnifies because you've got more more brains involved of how to go about it. You got a bigger bigger group of people to work with, and I think mm-hmm. the employees and the and the company are at the end of the day are left with, you know, something just so much bigger that everyone was part of because they work together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's a sense of pride there, right? When you come together as a team and and make an effort towards, you know, something bigger or um, when you can participate in it together and and um, come away and and be able to talk to somebody else about your company and say, I work for this great company, BR1. We just finished doing a B or C charity last week. Uh, it was so great. You should have seen how many people came out. You know, I mean, those are bragging rights for people in their life to be part of a corporation team company who who does things like that. That's awesome. Um, unintended, but certainly worthwhile to mention side effects of doing this kind of stuff. Enhanced performance, yes? Mm-hmm. It certainly does. Yeah, there is um, a couple different studies out there that I ran into. One of them showed up to a 13% bump um, in the, the performance of the employee if you have charitable giving. The other study showed up to a 15% increase if they offer charitable gifts as employee rewards, which I thought was really unique because I don't think there's a lot of corporations that are often thinking that giving back might be a way for people to um, get a gift and be able to pass that gift forward. That's awesome. Um, and that's, you know, a 13% bump, that one study that you had cited, uh, 13% increase in performance with with a workforce that's involved in this kind of stuff. That's not 13% more efficient at doing charitable work. That's 13% more efficient um, at the normal co- at the normal course of business. So when you get right, you get back, you get back after the day of whatever the day of giving is or the or the money raising or whatever, whatever, whatever your business is, if it's landscaping or selling shoes or whatever it is, this this um, study, if I understand right, is saying that those people, you know, you could see a 13% increase in productivity out of them. And I don't, I don't understand the psychology 100 percent on that but it's got to be there's people who are fired up to work on a team and people who who are bought into the same kind of thing just working more cohesively together yeah people are happy do more right <laughs> just you know um yeah you're gonna and and you're right that 13 percent increase in their performance so it's affecting how they feel about the company and so they're willing to give the company more um, you know, it goes, it, it's loyalty. It's loyalty to their company. People often like to reward loyalty um, by giving more of themselves to whatever that thing is, whether, you know, more of themselves or more of their money. If it's consumerism, it's more of the money. But um, when it comes through your workplace, it's more of yourself. You're willing to give that place more of your time and more of your energy and more of your thought when you feel happy being there. And charitable giving is one of those things that makes people feel happy. Enhanced engagement is another side effect of doing this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, engagement is, a, is one of those phrases that's always out there when it comes to improving culture and recruiting and retention. Maybe talk a little bit more and dig a little deeper into how something like this can improve engagement and why that should be important for business leaders. Yeah. So. 
engagement within the company has more to do with whether or not the people the person feels as if um they identify they feel a part of the company that they're they're working for how engaged are they um do they want to propel and push forward the company's initiatives core values mission vision on their own um so the higher somebody's engagement is the more likely they are going to be a proponent and a promoter of your company and they're going to help bring other people who are at their level into your company they're going to perform at a higher level in your company um, and uh, they will do a lot more things without even being asked at your company so whether that's taking on additional work whether that's um, coming up with a, a better or more efficient process for something people will give more of themselves and they will tell others about it the more engaged they are. And so they become this kind of like, you know, the best, it's, um, I'm, I'm losing the word for it, but um, a promoter uh, that's out in the world of yours, you know, they're going to go out there and they're going to talk about you without being asked because um, they want to, because they like it <laughs> and um, they're happy being here. And so engagement's huge. Engagement is also one of those elusive things that can be really hard sometimes to figure out how to create that for your employees. So being able to do charitable giving is is actually one of the easier ways to help promote employee engagement. And employees will identify more strongly with with your company's overall vision. Um, you know, everyone's at a different point in their life, and and some people have more money to give than others. Some people have more time to give than others. I mean, everyone's at a different point in their life, and all that, and that's understandable. Um, I would argue that everybody has something to give and can make a difference, but but you know, it, it's not it's not a it's not a scenario where you have to do you know this big giant thing or do nothing at all i mean there's there's things for people to do to help um, i know you work you work in talent acquisition primarily heather if if there's a company out there that that does this kind of stuff and its workforce is bought into it and they really enjoy doing um charitable work and giving back to the community and, and picking up worthwhile causes. You had, you had talked about just a moment ago how that will attract other people to the company that want to be part of that. Um, and where I was going with, with everyone not being at the same place in their life and having the same time and money and all that is, you know, I probably wouldn't suggest, you know, excluding people from an organization who don't get as fired up about this kind of stuff as maybe everybody else. But I think you could probably use this as a way to see who really fits into a company's vision and mission and values. If, you know, if, if an overwhelming majority of a company really appreciates doing this kind of stuff and it really gets them fire, fired up to conquer the world and you're interviewing people, how can you not consider if somebody's going to fit into this type of thinking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, in interviews, um, most companies will try to find out whether a new person uh, or a candidate uh, aligns with their, their core values, right? You know, all of the, the list of whatever your core values are for your business. Um, and we know how important that is. Um, this, to me, falls right within that. If you want somebody who's going to support your core values, support your company's vision, 
um, get in alignment, create enthusiasm and drive and motivation for others around them, um, then this is definitely one of my questions. Like you said, it's not something that eliminates a candidate completely. Um, but if I'm looking for a really good culture fit, I am adding this into my interview questions to see, does that person align with what the company um, has, you know, is the direction the company is moving in. Um, and I do that for a couple of reasons. It can sound very singular sided as far as, you know, am I doing that just to make sure I'm protecting co the company? No, I'm also doing that to protect the happiness of the person I'm putting in that seat. If that person doesn't align with all of those things, then they may not actually be a great fit for this company. We might not support them in the way that they would prefer. So um, asking those questions is a benefit both to the company and to the candidate. Yeah, and, and there there can be all different forms of this, and and that's a good point too. You know, maybe maybe a company focuses a lot of its charitable giving and its its time that it gives back to the community on on dogs and cats and animal shelters, and that's just you know. I know business resources one is very dog friendly, uh, probably <laughs> yep. more so than probably more so than most companies. But you know that might not be somebody's cup of tea. You know their their cup of tea might be you know I'll go I'll go help out and and give meals to people in need or I'll help raise money. Um, right. But it is interesting interviewing people to see you know hey you like giving back to the community that's great. But digging a little deeper and, you know, what kind of things interest you uh, would really help, I guess, determine how how well aligned they are with everybody else on the team and not a good or bad way. It's just how, how well are they yeah. going to fit? You know, if if someone came to work at, at Business Resources One with, with Heather and I, um, I don't know if we can legally say they have to have a dog, but... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Heather says we can't say that. So you don't no. have to have a dog. <laughs> but if but if you were anti-dog and you really had a bad taste in your mouth about dogs, you know, we, we probably wouldn't want, want you around, maybe. I don't know. Well, you might not want us around. I mean, that's the, the overall... Having, having to look at pictures of dogs all day. Or listen to us talk about our dogs or what they're doing or why this or that happened I mean we might not be yeah. the right culture fit for you and that's one aspect of the culture but that's you know if it's a big enough aspect and it's part of your culture to a large enough degree that you know there you go to dog events every year that's the only thing that you really support is charitable giving and the person sitting opposite to you um, as a candidate just hates dogs and can't stand them then you know there's it's going there's going to be some kind of conflict there that they don't completely understand why the business spends time on this. They're not going to be able to identify it with it, which also means they're not going to be able to feel included in it. They're not going to end up um, feeling as if they're accepted by maybe the entire team. If what they always are saying is, I just, I really don't like dogs and they have a negative reaction from others around them. So yeah, I mean, it is something to take into account and we use this conversation loosely, um, but it's like any other interview question. You want to find out if you're doing, if you're matchmaking correctly. You don't want to put somebody in the seat who's going to just be miserable because we keep tossing dog pictures in their face. Yeah. <laughs> and again, if you're a bigger company, you can probably, um, not can probably, you probably do need to, I guess, be a little, a little more broad in the way you do things just because you need to attract a bigger crowd to come work for you. 
So you could even say something to someone, you know, hey, we we do a lot of stuff with the Humane Society and animals because everyone here, you know, a lot of people here at the office are really into that kind of thing, um, you know, but we're always looking for other ways to give back to the community. What what type of things interest you, you know, Mr. Candidate? Um, and if it's somebody, you know, you really want them in team that bad enough, maybe, uh, maybe uh, kind of be open-minded and look into what, what tickles their fancy. Um, yep. So this also provides employees with great leadership, teamwork, and mentorship opportunities. You had mentioned that a little bit earlier. This would be a way, Heather, correct me if I'm wrong, for folks who aren't formal leaders, aren't formal managers, to take a leadership role and get some experience doing that kind of stuff while giving back to the community at the same time, yes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, most of the things I know that I volunteered in, they put you in groups and somebody needs to kind of help lead that group during that particular day. So it gives plenty of opportunity for people to step into roles and step outside their comfort zone in a way where they're still getting a good amount of direction. They're still having fun doing it. They're, they're giving back and, and they also get to pick this extra skill up um, while they do it. What are your thoughts on charitable giving and, and doing projects in communities, that kind of thing, um, as networking opportunities to meet people? Good, bad, does that work? Fantastic. I mean, I I don't know of many better ways to get through doors than to go and meet people in either a social situation or charitable giving where you get to find out more about who that person is. They get to meet you. You, you create a bond over what it is that you're doing. And the next time you need to reach out to them in, in some type of business capacity, or even if it's just more of a personal mentorship capacity, you now have more people to call, rely on, ask questions of. Um, it, it just expands your network tremendously. And if you're in the, the role of actually selling services to others, it can help open doors for that as well. Where does a company start if they're listening to us and they're like, hey, this, this, is, this is a good point. I've kind of wanted to do something like this, but it can be daunting. You know, it can be, where do I start? There's so many options. I mean, everyone wants a piece of your money. Everyone wants a piece of your time. People are very, very busy. I don't want to make light of what, what people already have on their plate. Um, where do you start if you're, if, if you're listening and you say, hey, Heather, this is, this is right up my alley, but I don't know what to do. You know, where does someone start? Yeah, so if you do have a human resources team, um, oftentimes that's the best kind of hub uh, and center for your charitable giving. They can create, um, you know, corporate social responsibility plans. They can create, doesn't always have to be that formal, but they can really kind of make sure somebody is overseeing it in a way that includes everyone within your business so they can participate. And so the communication goes out regularly um, and the documentation is there, the follow-up is there. Um, sometimes there, there is charitable giving that, that has to follow certain rules. So HR is typically a very good, um, hub for making sure that balances and checks are there. Um, and and they, they like overseeing these kinds of things a lot of times because they're such people, um, people, people. They love to, to have uh, everyone in the organization be able to do something that brings them together and uh, builds team. HR likes, um, HR likes overseeing everything, right? That's why they're the HR. Don't. 
don't tell Sophia I said that. I didn't say oh, that. You did it. Um, and she doesn't want to oversee it. everything. <laughs> she just wants um, to talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm just ki I'm kidding. We're pick on our HR professionals among amongst us because they do have such a difficult job. But um, when it comes to charitable giving and getting a group of employees to do something, especially if it's work on the clock or off the clock, or it's it's raising money and organizing that with any kind of regulation that might be involved, uh, yeah. you probably want to probably want to have your HR team involved in that. That's a great suggestion. Um, you know, this is right down your alley and right down your skill set. Marketing. What about getting marketing folks on a team involved in this? Absolutely. So, you know, if uh, to me, they're a support person to that role. Um, so once you have somebody who's kind of overseeing the overall plan, you want marketing involved to be able to communicate that plan forward because they can do it through uh, multi different platforms. They can make sure that it's done on a regular basis, schedule it out so that people are really getting told often and in many ways, because um, we've learned that most people within the organization don't all communicate the same way. Um, most people, when you are asking for them to, to give to some type of charitable organization, need to be asked more than once. Um, and so there's repetition can be key and multiple platforms is key. So your uh, marketing uh, group is going to be able to do that very efficiently and oversee that in a way that makes the most sense. And they're also going to be able to put their little twist on it and make it really attractive and fun for the people that are participating in it. Um, and hopefully, you know, be more engaging then for everybody to kind of um, find their way and find the information they need or find the link that they need, all that kind of good stuff, make it really accessible. And when we think of marketing, we're normally thinking of outward facing from the company, you know, to prospects, clients, community, that kind of stuff. And there's that, depending on what kind of work you're doing. Um, in, in your world of charity, but that marketing person, along with human resources help, might be the best person on the on the team to market the initiative internally, which I think is what you were just talking about, and mm -hmm. getting the getting the message to the team and getting volunteers and reminders out and links and sign up sheets and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, both um, internal and external, extremely helpful. Not to mention in this day of digital you know, um, use. A lot of times charitable giving includes somebody trying to post to their social media page or, um, you know, different ways of, of, of donating. And so that marketing person can help um, those people on your team who aren't as technically savvy to navigate that. Uh, directly soliciting employee feedback about causes that matter to them. We mentioned that when we were talking about the, the imaginary person that might not like dogs, but we still want to include them. But maybe, <laughs> yep. Heather, if you can ex expand upon that a little bit more, um, because if you have a company of 100 people or 10 people or a million people, whatever it is, um, probably not a million people, that would be, that would be a, be a small lot. country. That's a whole different thing. But <laughs> big, big company, little company, it doesn't matter yeah. um, if, you know, if Heather and I like causes related to dogs and animals and everyone else on the team is totally into something else. We're only going to get so much, you know, momentum going by kind of sticking to our own selfish 
favorites. Um, maybe yeah. talk talk and talk on that a little bit about including some feedback from the folks on your team. Yeah, so if you are of the size of company where you can have this be more of a one-on-one -on -one discussion or maybe you can bring it up in your weekly team meeting, um, I think it's a great roundtable discussion to be able to have of what people might be interested in giving back to uh, so that a list can be put together. Um, hopefully then throughout the year, you can do multiple types of projects. Um, and charitable giving, but uh, I also just, it's, if you can't, it's still good to solicit that, whether it's through a survey, um, if it's a larger company, um, and a lot of times that can also be garnered through feedback. You might be able to even just include one single question in your annual survey that, that talks about that, that garners you back some, some input and some feedback from the people to find out, is there a certain demographic or a certain charity uh, that you're missing out on that really there's quite a few people within your organization that have an affinity for that. Um, and so it helps the company align with that. With that said, one of the main things that I would just always caution people is because your charitable giving should also align with the core values of your company, um, you want to make sure that as people are putting that in, if there's something that really is just kind of off the mark that you're not going to be able to do, just communicate that back to the person who submitted that in or, or let people know, you know, that what choices were made were made so they aligned with those core values. Um, and so that person can understand why their charity maybe because they could put it in year after year and it never gets chosen. So you kind of want to just have that communication. If there is somebody who feels really passionate about something that just doesn't make sense for your company as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, and provided, you know, it doesn't break any laws or, or go against any kind of moral beliefs or totally violate the core values of the company. Maybe that right. outlier, it's, you know, hey, this this isn't something we're going to do as a company. Um, we would like to be able to do everything, but we can't. We need to be selective. But if this is something that's really important to you, you know, maybe we could talk talk about getting you some time off to to do this. Or maybe the company could help in some way. Yeah. Um, you know, some paid time off to go work on a, a project that's important to you, but the whole, you know, the whole company is not going to be able to get behind it. So there's still ways to include folks on your team, even if they don't like the, um, the majority of the causes that you participate in. Yeah, uh, and that it, that's a great point. I mean, that kind of goes back to um, ways that you can um, reward your employees through charitable giving. So, you know, if that's something they, they love, instead of just making a monetary donation to it, maybe you partner that up with a day off so they can go and participate in, in helping with that charity. Um, and you also match whatever, you know, that's raised or you cover their funds for getting to and from the event, whatever that looks like for your company, however you can support them would be great. And so I absolutely love that. What if, um, what if we were to get rid of our PTO policy and instead we tell people that they can only have a day off for every dog that they adopt? <laughs> I think we might be circling back to, you know, treading on some thin ice <laughs> because it may be something you and I would love, but maybe not everybody. I'm sure we could talk like Jane into it, but I, I don't think. We, I'm not sure everyone wants to give the, up their PTO for that, Mike. <laughs> but you do agree that dogs are better than people in most cases. 
I love dogs as much as I love people. <laughs> so diplomatic. That is the truth. I'm not. That's the um, truth for me. <laughs> but you don't, I mean, we've talked about this, and you don't see a problem firing someone just because they like cats more than dogs, right? Right. No, I mean, absolutely. Okay. Bye. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> kidding, winking. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, she's kidding. I have a cat lover on uh, my team. <laughs> well, don't tell me who it is. I don't want to be. I won't. No problem. At all. You all um, need to know. We, companies can make um, their, their charitable giving and the stuff that they get involved in in the community in this respect part of their brand's identity. Um, how, how does that start? Is that kind of just a natural... Uh, organic thing that just happens over time, or is there something that business leaders can do to kind of kickstart that? Um, I would say if you are starting to put together a list of uh, charitable giving, um, there's a few things I would look at. I know we mentioned seeing if it aligns with your core values. That's first and foremost. Does it does it kind of go in the direction of who you are, vision, mission wise? Um, but also it's a good idea to stay away from charities that are just popular or trendy charities. Mm. Um, they're for a number of reasons. Sometimes they don't have enough of a, a track record. You could end up um, donating to something that goes south or mismanages their funds at some point in the future. Um, you could also just align with something that you thought was um, representing exactly what you wanted to as a company. Like they would go out and do um, their charitable events and and run them in a way that that was um, in keeping with how you would want your reputation upheld, especially if you're a sponsor of that charity. Um, so when you go with uh, more well-vetted uh, organizations that are out in the community, uh, you are looking to see that they have a track record that does match those core values, mission, and, and vision of your company. And uh, you can feel a lot more uh, like that could be uh, a win-win partnership for you. Uh, and your company to have. So if you want, if you want the community, you really want the, you really want to get associated with a charity or a group that when the community sees you working alongside them, you know, you don't, you're not hesitant to have them have the community kind of put you in the same, same bucket or same class as that charitable group. Cause it, yes. You know, it might not it might not be your intention, but it really can affect your brand, who you're associated with, even if that association right. is well intent well intentioned. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. They, it, you know, there are there are going to be even charities out there that are just getting their feet wet for the first time. They aren't doing anything wrong, but they're still trying to figure out how to get everything done that they need to. So, you know, um, it can affect, like you said, your brand, but also your credibility. So. You know, you don't want to start off with those organizations that that um, are the ones that, that just are unvetted. You just want to have the ones that are, are much more well-known, um, have had records, and, and uh, there's no misappropriation of funds. Um, all of those things that your company would feel good about so that they can put their name next to it and, and not worry about um, any kind of negative fallout from that relationship so it's a it's a modern age with technology and computers and everything is online 
um, which has its pros and cons. But one of the big pros, I guess, in the context of what we're talking about would be these crowdsourcing uh, crowdsourcing platforms that makes giving and, and receiving funds and contributions for what we're talking about um, quite a bit easier. It also opens up someone's reach to the entire world instead of just people that they can they can talk to in person or on the phone. Um, if I'm not mistaken, with um, the idea that you had and what Business Resources One has agreed to get involved with, with Toys for Tots this Christmas season, um, you are, you've got to set up through GiveButter, and I know there's other organizations that are online that do this kind of stuff. Um, I'm not very knowledgeable in crowdsourcing platforms. I mean, I know what they are, and I've, I've donated here and there through those kind of things. I've never administered one, so I'm sure there's other people out there that are that are just as naive as me. Maybe mm-hmm. talk about how that how that works and how that could, I guess, protect protect people. I'm sure that's part of the motivation of using something like that is kind of a time. It is, yeah. it is. I mean, they're collecting. So I'm not going to speak to this as if I'm some long-term expert. I'm, I'm only probably a couple steps ahead of you, Mike, but um, my experience with setting this up um, for this charity has been, it's overall, it's really been a positive experience because what I really appreciate about the um, platforms is they collect um, all the data they need to on me um, to make sure that there's tracking. Uh, they can report numbers and, you know, to the IRS, they're going to hold me accountable for making sure to pass those funds forward to the charity that I'm saying it's being given to. Um, but there's tracking within the system. So, um, you know, there's ways to really make sure that um, all the funds coming in, everything is transparent. There's reports that you can pull should you need to provide any reports to anyone. Um, there's ways to communicate with those people who you're organizing or who might be making donations to the fund uh, right through the platform. So it also gives you a little bit of a CRM um, feel to it. Um, you can do things like automate a thank you response to everybody. Uh, so I just, I really like the platform. And the other aspect that I really liked about it is it gives you multiple ways to pay. So um, there, the link isn't the only thing that you can follow in order to donate. We also will have like a texting option. Um, you can, we didn't for this one, but you can turn on a feature where you can even accept checks if you wanted to, depending on you know the charity and the demographic that you might be um, appealing to. So it's just a program that I think really makes the administration of something like this much easier and the transparency of everything that you're doing is there. And that makes me feel good because I know now when I collect all of those funds as the administrator of this program, that we will, we can account for those down to the the penny in order to make sure that everything goes um, to the charity as it should. Oh. Mike, I can't hear you. I think you're muted. And it's probably also easier to raise money through uh, social media and that kind of thing, because if you know some knucklehead like me puts a post out and says, hey, donate to this cause, send me a check for this, or give me your credit card number, there's, well, nobody in their right mind would do that. <laughs> I would hope me, not, but, yeah. Um, <clears throat> 
but with something like this, I mean, even if it's a, you know, we, we have friends on Facebook and, and LinkedIn, and I use the term friend loosely. We have people who we are connected to that there might not be legitimate human trust. We just kind of know who each other are. And with an established uh, platform like this, if they, they see a post asking for, for help with a cause and they want to throw five bucks, 20 bucks, a hundred bucks at it, they probably feel a lot more comfortable than sending a stranger a check or something like that. Right, exactly. It provides some legitimacy to, to your collection process as well, for sure. And the one that um, BR1 is using for um, the Toys for Tots this Christmas season is Give Butter, B-U-T-T-P-R. Yep. Am I saying that right? <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah, they have a quite funny name. Um, I like their platform too because they also let you come up with your own URL. So we were able to come up with our live.givebutter.com. Um, the rest of it's forward slash C. And then we got to add forward slash BR1 Toys for Tots. So I mean, we know it's long. We're going to put it on all of our social medias and all of that so people can find it. But like I mentioned before, the real cool thing about that platform is we will have it. We have a texting option. So it's much easier. We could just put in BR1T4T um, for a texting option. And uh, so it's nice and short and sweet in case people would just like to make the donation and move on with their, their day. Give butter. We're not. That's right. Um, to the best of my knowledge, we're not affiliated with them, but the experience no. so far from what Heather has said has been positive. And once, once the, um, once the initiative is done and we buy all the toys and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure we could give a little bit better feedback on how the experience was, but it sounds like it's off to a good start so far using, using the folks over at Give Butter. It's a fun name, if nothing else. Yep. Um, <laughs> We're almost out of time. I want to be respectful of uh, of your time and everyone who's listening. I don't want to drag on too long. I think we've we've made most of the point. Um, anything else that you want to say, Heather, or anything else um, people should know about charitable giving and and how it can improve the culture of a company? Anything like that you want to throw in before we sign off? Yeah, I mean, I have a final fun stat that I think people might enjoy. Um, oh something that I had read, it says companies with motivated, engaged employees earn 2.5 times more revenue than those without. So with a history of workplace giving, you will attract and retain the best employees. So that to me is the best reason to do it. 2.5 times what? Say that again. 2.5 times more revenue than those without. Engaged employees earn 2.5 times more revenue. If that, yeah, if that, I mean, if nothing else, charity or no charity, if if making two and a half times more revenue by finding a way to engage your workforce doesn't get your attention, I don't know what will, right? Right, exactly. You know, I know we all have to, we all have to put on multiple hats as far as thinking, how can we be the best employer we can be for our employees while also running a successful business? And um, sometimes those, I think, feel like they're in opposition of each other. Uh, but a lot of times when you do these things, they end up being what is the exact combination of items that make your company truly successful long term. Well said, well said. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast, 
reasonably soon after it was recorded. We're recording this uh, at the end of November. It'll be it'll be online, you know, first couple of days of December at the latest. Um, if you're listening to this, you know, in reasonably real time and you're interested in helping business resources one raise money for this toys for tots drive um we will put a link to a link to contribute in the show notes um but even if you're listening to this months down the road and and this link isn't still active um toys for tots there's i'm sure hundreds of other great organizations out there that if you want to get involved with and give back there's there's absolutely no shortage of people um communities dogs that that need that that need your help and would appreciate your help heather thank you so much as always thank you mike i appreciate it we'll talk to you soon okay sounds good The Results Matter podcast is presented by Business Resources One. BR1 is a talent acquisition, training, coaching, and consulting firm that's committed to helping business leaders gain an unfair competitive advantage. To learn more about how we can help, you'll find all the details you need to connect with us in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today to the Results Matter podcast.